Hey, my friend, this is Joe Bakmotsky, and welcome to Simplify Cancer Podcast. You know, if there's one thing that I regret not doing on my cancer adventure, well, at least not understand, is being prepared. Because it's tough, right? Like, there's a lot going on, and, and it's easy to forget about things. You forget to tell your specialist about what's bothering you. So to help you with that, in this episode, you're going to find out about Cancer Aid a mobile application that helps you track your symptoms and so much more. So check it out. Thanks very much for your time. And listen, Raghavan, how did CancerAid come about? And like, what problem were you guys trying to solve? Yeah, so CancerAid is basically a, a solution to a problem that we saw whilst working in clinical practice. So my background is as a radiation oncology specialist. Um, I trained here in Sydney. And basically, when we saw patients, we often were able to see the same problems time and time again for each of these patients. And we did a survey of a few patients at, at the hospital we work in. We work, work in Chris O'Brien Lifehouse. And we saw four, four main problems. At the start of a cancer patients, at the time of their diagnosis, they were looking for the right information. During treatment, they wanted tools to help them manage their illness. Um, they wanted to be able to connect with other people, uh, their family, their friends, and share with them their experiences so they didn't have to repeat themselves. And lastly, they wanted to connect with other patients who have gone through similar experiences um, and reduce some of the isolation that, that, that was perceived. So we took those problems on board and came up with a solution to try and address some of those problems. Um, it took about a year to design it, and Cancer Aid was released in August 2016. So to answer the four problems, we provide patients with the right information, peer-reviewed, medically reliable information, um, the second part, uh, we give patients a, symptom, a personal journal and a symptom journal so they can microblog their experiences and, and log their symptoms. The logging of the symptoms is especially important because patients who are better engaged in their health have better outcomes. And very recently, there's been some strong randomized evidence that has suggested that patients who log symptoms, share that with their clinicians, actually can potentially live longer, which is, which is very exciting. The third solution, which is connecting with family and friends, we've got a component inside the app called Champions Feature. So a patient who we call the hero going through their treatment can nominate a friend or family, a caregiver through the app, and they get a deep link. They click on the deep link, and they're able to access the hero, which is a patient's profile, and can read what the journals they're logging are. Um, and that helps with motivating a patient who's going through tough times that they can log their journal, and then they can share with the people that they choose to, to read with them. And lastly, the community. We've got a, a static community, not a dynamic community, which means patients can read about stories from other patients who have gone through similar experiences. Eventually, this will become a more dynamic community where they can interact with other patients on a digital basis, but right now it's simply reading stories. Um, there are a couple of reasons we haven't done that yet, but um, it'll, it'll, it's in our pipeline. Uh, we'll get to it um, uh, over, over 2018. Yeah, right. that's fantastic. You, it works on so many levels. It benefits the patient. It benefits the doctors. It also benefits the community people who want to help out. Sure. So, um, and you guys have had quite a journey, you know, from being an oncologist um, uh, here in, in Sydney, in Australia, and and you know, you got the investment from Shark Tank, where you had you know to justify the, uh, the value of your application and, and the value that it delivers. So, can you talk about that experience and and what you got out of it? Yeah, good, good question, Jack. Shark Tank was a really interesting experience. I mean, for us, uh, neither of us had really been on television before, and it was an opportunity to basically share our message with the rest of Australia, and that was a, a great opportunity to do that. Certainly, cancer rate is an innovation, and for any innovation to succeed, it requires funding. Funding comes in two forms, whether it comes from 
a sustainable business model or sort of grant funding? Cancer Aid is a business model or is a, has a sustainable business model where we the app is free to patients. It will always remain free to patients. And we license the technology to hospitals because we improve their costs. And therefore, there's a, there's a dollar cost there that uh, will, will serve as a return on the investment from the hospital. So that was the idea. We, we took a shark tank and we said, we're creating a socially responsible business. This app is free to patients. And this is how they we commercialize it by providing value to hospitals, insurers, and pharmaceuticals. At present, we only have a commercial business model that's sitting with hospitals and insurers. So that was well received in Shark Tank. It was actually quite nerve wracking. We were in the tank for about 50 minutes. So there's a lot of questions to and fro. Um, but it was actually a really nice experience. We got asked about the journey for how we developed it and what we were doing when we started the, the process and how we sort of came up with the idea and all the, the bits and pieces in the evolution. And we were actually lucky enough to get five offers from five of the sharks. Um, and we ended up um, going with Andrew Banks, who's um, been a really a- good asset to to our business going forward. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it on YouTube. It's it's pretty confronting, wasn't it? Yeah, it's pretty confronting. Um, you get quizzed, but then you sort of forget where you are and it becomes a conversation. Um, and then it becomes a conversation about something that you're deeply passionate about, which is cancer rate for both myself, Nick, uh, and Martin, who was on the show as well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, cancer covers a lot of ground, as, as you talked about. So can you talk about how can the patient, I guess, benefit from it the most? If you're a person who, you know, just downloaded the app, yeah. uh, what is the best way for you to use it? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking that question, Joe. Um, look, at the end of the day, cancer rate has to create some sort of clinical value. The strongest aspect of the app, which I want, there's many aspects of the app that are helpful. The app, the app that patients find very useful are the, the, the stories about other patients. But one of the key messages that I really wish to share with patients who I look after or who might listen to this podcast is those patients who are more interested in their health and take a more engagement in their own disease and their illness and their symptoms have better outcomes. So last year at the largest cancer conference in the world, there was a randomized study that was presented in terms of medical literature. What it showed was a very simple thing. Those patients that lock their symptoms regularly, like, you know, their pain, their nausea, their vomiting, and then shared that with their clinicians, had better outcomes. Not only were they more satisfied, so that improved satisfaction, they reduced the risk of admission, so they had 10% less risk of admission. And really importantly, they actually lived longer, so that in that randomized study, they had a, a survival advantage over the patients who didn't log their symptoms. And that's a really strong metric and something I really wish to convey to, to our patients to try and take more um, engagement in your disease, certainly within the limits of how you can. And then if we can share that with our clinicians who are looking after you, the doctors and nurses, um, it'll help them make decisions about the care together. And that's one of the really strong, strong messages I wish to, to, to send out. And that's a, that, that's a great benefit. I know, I know from personal experience that, that like, you know, if I, if I had a dollar every time I walked out of my oncologist office and gone, gone like, Oh, I should have asked him that, you know, like yeah. it's just, it's so important because, because you just forget, don't you? hundred percent. I mean, patients have, I mean, you know, there's in your recent memory of what you're thinking, there's so many things you've got to juggle. Um, and you go to the oncologist and you, you, you speak about those little problems. But if you have been tracking your symptoms over the last few weeks, and then when you go there, you say, Hey, this is what I've been tracking over the last few weeks. And there's a graph to say, look, my pain is getting a bit worse. My pain is getting a bit better. It's really powerful in terms of how we can direct the discussions both from the patient's point of view because they feel like they, they're empowered in their own care uh, and for the clinician because they have more points of data, objective data to make decisions and, and that shared decision-making um, becomes really, really good and that improves the communication. Um, that's one of the key aspects of what we're trying to do. So 
CancerAid is launching an integration into the electronic medical record, so it makes this process simple. So patients download the app, lock their symptoms, and then they go to their clinic appointment. It's already embedded within the electronic medical record. So the doctors or the nurses pick up the patient's screen, open up the medical record, and they can see all the patient logs, which is pretty pretty powerful. That is very powerful. And what happens when a patient is dealing with... Perhaps a number of conditions, maybe, you know, they have other chronic diseases and they're also managing those symptoms. How does cancer help with that? Does that mean that the oncologist will have to kind of redirect their queries? How does it work? Good question. I mean, the symptoms they can log are 16 symptoms that are not unique to cancer, but cover most cancer symptoms. But there's also a space where you can actually add other, other symptoms and, and free text, whichever symptom you wish to log. Now, certainly, in my experience, most oncologists will be comfortable dealing with the symptoms that generally is due to the cancer or the treatments related to that cancer. Yes, you're right. Lots of patients have other chronic illnesses or comorbidities. You know, care isn't given in silos. Care is given in, in a sort of a multidisciplinary setting where you have your family physician, your emergency physicians, your other specialists, allied health nurses. So I think having the ability to log your symptoms in one place, and the patient has that record, and able to share that with the other people looking after that, 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 that particular patient is pretty useful. It's hard to, to say there are one or two specific examples of how um, an oncologist would manage non-cancer symptoms, but certainly within reason, uh, most oncologists would try, but at the same time, it's important to have some expertise. If it's, if it's, a, if it's a specific symptom related to a specific condition, then potentially it might be better treated by the specialist or the, the general practitioner who's looking after that, that condition. Um, so there is, there is that concept as well. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, and have you had any feedback from oncologists, from, from medical specialists whose patients share their symptoms through cancer aid? Um, so, yeah, we spent a lot of time with – so we've had over 300 um, clinicians, both doctors, nurses, allied health, give us feedback on the designs of this of our new clinician link, which allows patients to connect with the electronic medical record. And it's been a really overwhelmingly positive response. I think doctors welcome better communication with their patients and things that are easy and in their workflow. So often it's time is a big pressure for the clinicians in the hospitals. So anything that reduces their time taken for them to gather the information, but if they can get good information, good quality information, and see that about their patients, there's certainly a lot of use in that. And that's really important. And I know that telemedicine is a big part of uh, cancer as well. What is it and how can it help? So telemedicine traditionally is a video consultation. So the current cancer app doesn't have a video consultation with patients. I mean, there's a lot of other technologies that have, have done that, and we don't necessarily believe in you know, re redefining the wheel. So we have the, the way we do our telemedicine is a slightly different telemedicine is is what we call the champions feature where patients can nominate friends or family um, and those f friends or family have the access to the patient's profile in real time. It's a bit like a Dropbox, but patients can use it as a journal uh, so they can log their symptoms in their personal journal and then their friends and family can access it. It's a slightly different form of telemedicine. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so it's good to know that I got it completely wrong. So um, I know that cancer is a really tough time when you go into treatment or, or you're, you're waiting for results. So having your true supporters on site is, is hugely important. So can you talk a little bit more about how cancer it helps with that? You know, it's a, it is a very isolating time and it's a time when patients who have a support mechanism, whether it's a clinician or whether it's the hospital provided support system or it's friends or family, um, those patients who have that support mechanism because you need to rely on someone else is 
pretty pretty important, pretty 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 helpful slash powerful. With the champions component, it's a lot, so what we when we surveyed patients, a lot of what they didn't want to do was to go around to each one of their supporters and say, I had pain, I had nausea, I had vomiting, and then repeat themselves multiple multiple times. So they said, can you, can you guys help us voice it so that we just invite people to view what we're logging and then the supporters of, of mine can, can come access it and see what I'm, I'm logging and therefore they can provide support. So if I've got pain or nausea, they say, okay, I can help you with my appointment or I can drive you to the, to the clinic or I can maybe cook dinner for you. So having the ability for a patient to log their, their feelings, their emotions, as well as their symptoms and then sharing that with the people they choose to share it. It's not, it's not we chose to choose it and we don't get access to it. They, they have to invite that, that, that person to view, view those, those logs. So that's, that's how we've created that supportive sort of link. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and what sort of feedback do you see from people? Are, are they, uh, people who are using it, do they see their friends, their family responding and helping them through it? Is that important to them? 100%. Um, so we have, thousands and thousands of reviews um, from our patients and comments. Most of them are very, very, very positive, okay? striking majority. Certainly there's some which are not, not so much, I wouldn't say negative, but they give us some feedback as to how we can improve the app. And actually those are, those are really valuable. They're as valuable as a positive feedback. The positive feedback is great for us to, to know we're doing the right thing and creating the right technology. But at the same time, the feedback people give us as to how we can constructively improve the app is very valuable to us. And we really welcome that. We do a lot of feedback and ideation sessions so um, uh, always welcome to that sort of comments. It's fantastic that you you get feedback and you kind of proactively work it into the app. Uh, I think that's that's really great. So um, another question I want to ask you is like with cancer, it really you are this really I guess interesting intersection between patients and caregivers, uh, medical specialists, and researchers. So what unique challenges do you do you see for all these groups of folks coming together? Yeah. So everyone's challenges are slightly different so hospital providers have a different challenge to um, insurers um, and even within hospitals um, each of the different providers you name sort of the, the doctors the nurses the researchers all have slightly different challenges trying to find a solution that fits all of them is not always easy so personalizing it does happen for us so we try and create personalization through it it really depends on what the clinical problem we're trying to solve is so how is this really going to affect the patient how is this going to improve the journey for the patient and at the same time, what is the commercial use case of doing this? A lot of our, a lot of the time we need to build new technology. Uh, we have to answer those two questions. Are we really improving the care journey for this patient? And secondly, is this a sustainable model? If we're just doing one build for one person, it doesn't always uh, make, make sense. Yeah, of course. And, and what do you think are some of the biggest challenges for cancer survivors? And does, does cancer help with that side at all? Thankfully, um, I have not, you know, been a cancer survivor. So, it's hard for me to, to know exactly what the biggest challenges are. I think from what I hear and what I see in clinic, patients are often very fearful of recurrence. Um, and even after a diagnosis of cancer and finishing treatment, it's something that really um, is in their mind. Some patients are looking for clinical trials. Some patients are looking for for other patients and sort of who've had similar experiences to share their, their, their experiences. We provide that. So in our cancer aid community, we've got a survivorship page where, you know, we talk about nutrition, exercise, um, how we patients can utilize the tools within cancer aid to, to aid in their recovery. Uh, one of the examples I'll give you is in, in the next few weeks, actually, we're really excited to launch this is um, integrating the step count. So every Apple device counts how many steps you walk and integrating that into the 
symptom tracker. So when a patient um, is walking X number of steps, they actually can map that against their symptoms. So if they've got fatigue and you see the number of steps they've walked are lower, that really helps them because what they'll know is understand that my step count is related to some of my symptoms and, and potentially can improve their step count, increase their activity um, and reduce some of those symptoms. So those are some of the tools that we use for survivors um, within the app that can, that can give them some benefit. Yeah, and from experience, I know that this feature could be also helpful for patients. I know that when I was going through chemotherapy, that my oncologist um, advised me that uh, the, the best way to deal with fatigue is through exercise. And right. it actually really helped me a lot to, to build up that habit. So yeah, so that would be helpful for patients as well, hopefully. I agree, yeah, 100%. And also about smaller things, about normalization as well. So we write articles potentially about like patients returning to work. So not everyone returns to work. Some do, some don't. I think there's a difference. And, and it's not, not our job to tell people to do or not to, but what we can do is amplify the message of some patients who have chosen to return to work and how that's helped them, um, or some patients who have chosen to you know, stay away from work and how they're, they're coping with that and amplify that story and be a platform for other patients to, to resonate to those stories and say, actually, that normalizes my experiences and then they can potentially see that as beneficial to reduce sort of anxiety or if they had any sort of um, anxiety related to it. Yeah, exactly. One way or another, it's it's the new normal. You, you're going back to a very different life to, to the one you had and that's not always a bad thing. I think in many cases you find other benefits, you find, find a new appreciation of life and I think it's very important to see, like as you do, uh, you know, inside cancer, right? It's very important to see stories of people who have made it through to the other side and that they can share their experiences, right? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It's allowing patients to read those stories because otherwise you don't get access to those stories quite often. Um, and a lot of patients want to share their stories. So we, you know, provide a channel to do that. We get a lot of inbound requests from patients who want to write for us, which is really nice. And we love that. And we amplify those stories within, within our platform. Yeah, that's fantastic. And in your opinion, like, what is uh, what is the best thing about cancer aid? as a technology or as a as a as a whole? What do you mean? I think about the technology and how and how it enables yeah. outcomes for people. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, creating technology that's scalable um, instead of just being a doctor in the clinic where I see maybe five or ten or fifteen patients, cancer aid is a way to scale better outcomes across the globe. So you know, it's a it's a digital piece of technology. Very important that symptom tracking. So one of the key messages for us is to get patients to track their symptoms, log their symptoms, understand the rate of change of those symptoms, and then be able to have better communication with their clinicians and realize those improved outcomes. So um, one of the things I keep saying to our team is we are building technology that we are privileged to build and that patients will be using. Um, and by using this, we potentially can actually improve their lives and their length of survival. It's a really powerful position to be in. So it's a really strong rationale as to why we do what we do. And we constantly remind ourselves that we're, um, we're doing this for those reasons. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, we continue to, to try and try and create clinical value at the same time, under, underlining that by a sustainable business model. Yeah, that's, that's great. And with, with all the exciting technology coming our way, like artificial intelligence, like what does the future hold for us, in your opinion, when it comes to digital health? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of digital health requires engagement from people. So if I simply gave, for example, you or another patient technology, I need the technology needs to engage, be engaging. So there are a lot of fancy words of AI, VR, AR, so many acronyms. I think they're all great because they're all advanced in technology and we embrace advances in technology. Even AI, we've got plans for how we can 
utilize AI within cancer rate. But the key message has to be about how do you, how does this improve the engagement of the person using the technology? How do we get them to do the activity that's going to provide the best benefit? Um, and if you're able to answer that question, that the answer to that question is more sophisticated technology, then great. If the answer is uh, is just having an acronym or one of these novel technologies inside the, the the app just for the sake of it, I don't think that's quite the right answer. It has to serve a purpose, and for us, that purpose is to really improve. Um, patient engagement of our technology. That makes a lot of sense. So when you, when you talk about engagement, you mean engagement with the, the oncologist? Utilize, I mean it, utilization of the app. So uh, like, for example, symptom logging or personal journal logging requires input from the patient. It's, it's quite a, sometimes an onerous task. Let's say you have other things in your mind. You have treatment or you have, you know, you're not feeling well. Just, the last thing you're going to do is to feel like you've got to log your symptoms. There has to be a feedback loop to share to the patient. By logging this, there's actually going to be a material benefit to your care. And creating those feedback loops and creating that value is challenging. And that's our job. So how does Cancer Rate work with those feedback loops at the moment? How does it encourage um, someone to go in and, and, and put in their feedback? Yeah, so so if someone logs their symptoms with our clinician link, which is the electronic medical record integration. So the patient is in the clinic. Uh, sorry, the patient at home. They log their symptoms. When they go to the clinic, the doctor has already got there, the doctor or nurse have already got on their screen the, the symptoms that you have logged. We've connected the patient to the doctor digitally so that the patient can continue to log their symptoms. When they go to the clinic, they get to see a graph of those symptoms and how they've changed over time and therefore improve that decision making. So what the feedback loop is that they log their symptoms, they get advice and the management of their, their illness changes. So they're more motivated to do it next time. They're like, okay, because I logged my pain, that they were able to make a decision on, on, on what pain tablets to give me. Let me do it again. And that continues to do it. So it sort of gives them benefit and gives the clinicians a benefit too. Okay, that's fantastic. I hope that as many people as possible get to use this app and um, log their symptoms and hopefully get better outcomes. Yeah, no, I agree. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. 